thank you, Josh, for the kind words. I mean, I just want to start off. I mean, I'm sitting here in worship, and I'm... The Lord said, not only that I am, He said, but every breath that you take, you breathe my name. This is not in my notes, okay? This is all from him. He said, scientifically, it's been proven that every time we breathe in and we breathe out, we breathe the name of God. Every creature upon this earth breathes the name of God. That's why it says in the Word that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Why? Because we do it every single day. We, we've translated His name and put vowels in it to be something different than what it was, but it was Y-H-W-H. It's the sound that we make when we breathe. He breathed life into Adam. So tonight, I, I, I want you to start real quick. Just close your eyes real quick. And I just want you to take a deep breath. Just take one in, just... And just let it out. You're breathing the name above all names. You're, breath you're, you're breathing the name that met with Moses on Mount Sinai. And he said, who shall I tell them you are? He said, I am. You are breathing the I am. So tonight, let's, let's take that time and, and let's... Let's breathe who He is. Let's, let's, let's talk about, let's dive deep in who He is. Because tonight I can tell you that, uh, I told Josh, I said, you know, while preparing this message, it, it, I had to stop two or three different times in my office. I, I don't know if you've ever had that when you're, when you're preparing for something or, or you're getting ready to teach a lesson or anything like that. But when you're in God's Word, it just begins to overwhelm you. And, and you're just like, oh, I can't speak. And I can tell you when you're in the presence of God, it, it, that breath just comes from you. Because when you stand in front of Him, there is nothing more that you can do but just be. Because His presence is so overwhelming. And that's what happened more than once. And I want you guys to understand that tonight I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for some people, and I'm going to start off by thanking them. Um, wanna, I'm not going to make them stand up because I know if I do that, I would be in a whole bunch of trouble on the way home. We've got, a, we've got about an hour and 15 minute ride home, and um, it would be silent if I did that. So, but I, I did bring us a picture um, of my family, so um, it's a good one. Hey, so there you go. So we, um, this is my wonderful wife, Sally. She um, is an all-thing coffee lover. Um, she is our rock. She is our, uh, our organizer. She is our list maker. She is everything that keeps me organized because I, I'm not organized, okay? This is, this is not normal, okay? It is, okay, I have done something, and I leave it, and I walk away, and she goes, are you going to put that up? Put what up? I've forgotten, okay? 
So, so she, she keeps me rolling. She keeps us going. She keeps food in the pantry for us. Uh, she keeps the kid on track. Uh, there's coffee always. There's never a day that I wake up and there's like, where's the coffee? Um, so it's wonderful. Uh, my daughter, Kenley, she is a, uh, you know, all things now Star Wars. And, and, and if it has to do, she's my foodie. You know, she, she'll sit there and she'll try it at least once. And if she doesn't try it, don't touch it because it's not any good anyway. So, um, and then my son, Caden, he is a, uh, this, this kid is something special. And I know God has something on his life because he's not going to take no for an answer. He is going to stand up and he is going to say, no, this is right. This is what I need to do. Okay. And I don't care who you are. I'm going to do it. Okay. So this is my family. My dad joined me tonight and Miss Pat join me tonight. I'd like to say thank you guys for coming. I mean, this guy has been a rock in our family, has probably prayed for me more than I know, and and I I wouldn't be here without him. Um, And recently in November, we added another member to our family, um, which I, I don't know if we're half crazy or not, because we moved in October out to Covington, and then we, in November, added someone to our family, so I want to show you that one. Um, Yeah, she looks cute, and she is rotten to the core, and um, she's in the phase now of, if it's soft, she's going to tear it up. It's torn up, period. She's torn up her bed. She tore up two toys that said on there, cannot be destroyed by a dog. 20 minutes later, we're calling the company going, you lied. Um, It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so she is, she is, she, she listens to no one, uh, except unless you have a treat in your hand. Okay. If you have a treat, she will listen to you. Um, otherwise she does her own thing. So this is what I want to talk about tonight. And actually I'm, I'm going to tell you a story about her. I wanted to bring it up, but I'll tell you a story that God kind of positioned in with what I want to talk about tonight. So we're going to, I'm going to start off real quick. Um, with a, a, a verse that we all probably know. And it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay? I want you to start to see a theme here. The next one that I'm going to talk about is, is Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not what? Seen. Okay? For by the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Okay. Are we seeing a theme here? Okay. We're putting this together. So let's do this real quick. If you've got your Bibles, turn over to Isaiah 42. And this is going to be in verse 14. And this is going to be my, my starting verse. And I know Josh told you guys to sit down. But I'm, I'm going to ask you all to, just to stand up and, and honor the reading of this word. Because I believe that today we are, we are in a crossroads. We, we are divided. I mean, it, and I'm not just talking about America. Okay? I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about the world is divided. Okay, we have a choice right now. Either we can choose hot or we can choose cold. But if you're standing on this fence right here, 
<laughs> I'm sorry for you. Because guess what? It's not going to happen. You're not going to cross into heaven. Okay? You can't be here and decide to go here. You got to be here and say, I will stand up no matter what. Okay? You, 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 you can't choose here and be over here and then teeter back and forth and say, well, I choose hell today and tomorrow I choose heaven because the pastor's coming over for dinner. Okay? I choose hell because I'm going back to work and I'm surrounded by like 15 people that are not believers, but I choose hell because I went to church on Sunday morning. I choose heaven today. You can't. Because you know where you find yourself is right here. And that's where the devil wants you. Why? Because he wants to blind you. He wants you to get away from faith. He wants you to get away from this evidence of things not seen. Because when he takes away your focus from God, what does he have? You. He, he has you. He has your full attention. And I tell you, he will parade it in front of your face. Okay? So, we're going to start in verse 14. And I promise it's not going to be too long and I read pretty fast. So, uh, let's go. Alright. So, Isaiah 42 and verse 14 it said, I have, held, um, yes, I have held my peace a long time. I have been still and restrained myself. Now I will cry like a woman in labor. I will paint, pant and gasp at once. I will lay waste to the mountains and the hills and dry up all their vegetation. And I will make the rivers coastlands. And I will dry up, dry up the pools. Now, this is what I want you to listen to right here. And I had them change this. I had it, had it bolded. Okay, because this is what you need to listen to right here. And I will bring the blind by a way that they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them. And crooked places straight. These things I will do for them. And not forsake them. They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed. Who trust in carved images. Who say to the molded images. You are our gods. Hear you deaf. And look you blind. That you may see. Who is blind but my servant. Or deaf as my messenger. Who I'm sin, who I, whom I send. Who is blind. As he who is perfect. And blind as the Lord's servant. Seeing many things but you do not observe. Opening the ears but he does not hear. Let's pray. Father we just thank you Lord. I thank you for this house. I thank you for your anointing in this place Father God. I thank you for these pastors that, are, that pour out their heart to you every week Father God. I thank you for Lord just using me tonight. For your glory. And your, your honor tonight, go Lord, and let me, as John said, let me decrease, Father, as you increase. Because it's not me and it's not by my breath that I do any of this tonight, Father, but it's by you, Lord. I ask that you bless your word. Let it get into the heart of those who need to hear it, Father. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Um, I do want to say thank you, Pastor Josh, for allowing me to do this, for inviting me to come 
and Kelly for allowing me to come in your house tonight and, and, and take this place. It's, it, it's not something I took, took lightly. He even asked me, he said, just, just pray about it and pray about it. And man, it, it took me a couple of days to even get back to him because I'm like, God, I, I want it to be right for you. You know, he, he's the shepherd of this house. And when he invites you into his, uh, t- to come take care of his house, it, it's an honor for me to do that. So thank you for doing this, uh, allowing me to do this. So what we heard in this is, and the, and the verse that stuck out to me this whole time is, I will bring the blind by the way that they did not know. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. Okay? I will make the darkness light before them. We just sang it. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here going, I'm, I'm just going to sit down because y'all are singing every bit of what I'm preaching. And, and Josh is up here, you know, just going ahead. I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, we're done for the night because God's already preparing hearts. So it says, I will make the darkness light before them and crooked places straight. How many of you guys have been in a crooked place before? Found yourself in a crooked place and you're like, how did I get here? And you know how we got there is because we listened to the wrong voice. We found ourselves, and, and, and we found ourselves, it, it used to be not easy. Okay? It used to be hard to get into trouble. Like you had to make plans to get into trouble. Okay? Like you had to ponder this thing. And you're like, all right, so tonight, like how many friends can I call up and, and we like meet over here at the at this, and we go do this, and like, like, it used to be hard to get in trouble, but now, how easy is it? How easy is it? Just a flip of a phone. Man, the next thing you know, you're sitting there, and why is he talking about this? I will lead the blind by ways they didn't know. Satan wants to blind us, okay? Satan wants us to be blind, because when he takes away our eyes, we take our eyes off of Christ. We, we stop lifting our eyes up and we begin to go, Whew, look what's in front of me. Why? Because that's where he wants your focus. When he has your eyes, you know, it, it, the Bible always talks about you need to guard yourself. You know, you need to guard yourself. And, and a part of that, and I don't know if you know it, but when you look into the armor of God, there's that, what, helmet, right? What does their helmet do? Have you ever seen a Roman helmet? It protects what? Their ears. Why? Because God knows Satan is going to sit there and talk to you. There's never a moment in your life that Satan can ever make you do anything. Let me say that again. Satan can make you do nothing. Nothing whatsoever. You do it. You have free will. He makes a suggestion, but you do it. You make the choice to go here or here. I've never once seen, I mean, and I don't know about you, maybe you have, but I've never once walked out here and seen Satan holding a bank robber up on top of his shoulders and walking into a bank. I've never. i never. But what I have seen is that time when 
He's been arrested. And it said, when did it start? Well, it started when I was over here alone. And I had an idea. Where do you think that came from? It wasn't, it wasn't from God. God doesn't tell you to go out here and rob a bank. He says, go to work. That's what this word says, go to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. It don't tell you to go rob a bank. That ain't work. Well, for some people, I guess. But it's not. It's not, it's not work, okay? Satan does nothing except for, just like he did in the garden, he planted an idea. And he said to Eve, take of the fruit. Because guess what? You don't know. God's holding something back from you that you don't know. See, 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 that's Satan. God's holding back from you something that you don't know. And that's what he did. He says, and, and that's what sin did to us was blind us. Let, let's, let's roll down that road. Sin blinds us. Sin keeps us in a place that we are so blinded that we can't see what God has placed in front of us. Why? Because we have anger. We have depression. We have anxiety. We have things that continue to come out. And I'm telling you tonight, and I'm here to tell you, that those are demonic things that God doesn't have any place for. These are things that we battle against principalities, not flesh and blood. I don't battle against Jeremy. I don't battle against Pastor Jeremy. But I battle against what these fallen angels have done, the one-third that came with Satan. Satan don't want to mess with me. I'm, I'm, I'm a lowly little guy on his totem pole. But what he does is he sends these old shoe-licking, what we call shoe-licking demons, after us because we are to a point where he knows that all they have to do is speak. And we listen. He don't have time for me. He's got other things. He's sitting there just as the Bible said with Job. He's up there pleading before God, let me test this guy. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. Y'all, he can't do anything without God. God is still in control. Jesus is still in control. The Holy Spirit's in control because if the Holy Spirit wasn't here, you think hell is on earth now? Wait. Revelation says that the Holy Spirit will be removed from this earth and I'm going to tell you, hell is not here yet. Hell is coming. And when it does, I don't want to be here for it. And here's the thing. We are blinded because of what we do, what we choose to do. When we choose not to stay in the Word of God, when we choose not to, when we choose not to listen to the music that we're supposed to be listening to, when we choose to do the th watch the shows that we're not supposed to be... Am I talking to somebody? It, it, it's like... You're, you're watching things that you're not supposed to be watching, but you don't understand that it's subliminally going into your mind through your what? Eyes. The eyes are the key to His glory. And when we turn around and we take our eyes off of Christ, we remove ourselves from the ability to hear His voice. So as it says, I will make darkness light before them. You know, I've, I've heard before that the blind can see light. Yeah. And they can be led. 
You know, they, they, can be, they can be led down a path that light, they can walk towards light. Now, does that remove any obstacles in front of them? No. But they can still walk through it. And what, is, what does the word say? It says, thy word is a, what? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He, he's saying it right here through the prophet Isaiah and saying, I will bring light before them. I'll make their crooked places straight. I don't know if you've ever tried it, okay? But you can walk, I promise you, if there's something right here, this path right here, I could close my eyes and probably walk all the way back there and not stumble. But the moment that Jeremy and Pastor, Pastor Josh and Pastor Jeremy put something in my way, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fall all over it. Because what do I have to do? I have to go around it. Do the accidents happen on straightaways? No, they happen on curves. Curvy roads. Watch when you go home tonight. Look over on a bad curve and you'll always see a cross on a tree where somebody crashed a car. You'll always crash in the curves. You will always crash in the curves. It's that straight path. And here, see, it, it, it's easy. What does the word say? Narrow is the way. Stay out of that broadness. Stay out of that broadness. Stay on that path. Listen, it says, Hear you deaf, and look you blind. How do you look if you're blind? You look in the, with your spirit eyes. It's here. Close your eyes and see the Lord. I promise you, He is there when you most need Him. It says, but who is blind but my servant? <laughs> so it's good to be blind. It's good to be blinded when it's the Lord blinding you. When you're a servant of the Lord, it's good to be blind. Or deaf is my messenger who I'm sending. Isn't that funny though? The messenger is deaf. How does he hear the word? How does he hear the word? Through the Holy Spirit. Through who's in him, who's speaking to him. But here's what I want to do. So I, I, I need y'all's help real quick. So, so you're going to help my neighbor. Y'all got neighbors beside you. And I want you to tell them my title tonight because this is going to be the fun part. And we're going to put it up on the screen in case you forget it. But the title of this verse, uh, of this sermon tonight, the Lord said, Can you hear me now? Tell your neighbor. Tell him again. Tell your other one. Yeah. Because God wants to know, can you hear him now? Are you hearing Him now? Are you listening to His voice? How do I do that? How do I listen to His voice and, and gain ground? Let's do this. Let's do this. So, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my pup, okay? So this dog went crazy on me. Okay? I, I love this dog. We are, we are in that process. She is five months old, okay? 
and, and we are in the process of training. It, it, it does. It reminds me of a toddler. One moment, she's over here chewing a shoe. You tell her to drop it. She drops it and walks over here and grabs another shoe. And it's like, drop that one. Okay, I got that. Let me go over here and grab another one. And it's constantly. And how many times do we do that with God? How many times do we take something, and let's say this right here is a pack of cigarettes. Okay? How many times do we come over here and we say, God, I leave it with you. I don't want it anymore. Just one more, Lord. Just one more, Lord. We keep going back to the things that's familiar. She knows that every time that I go back to that, that shoe, guess what? I get attention. I get attention, whether it's bad or good. How many times do we keep going back to that relationship that we had, wanting attention from that person because they give it to us? Guess what? It's an old shoe. It's a shoe. Leave it alone. Put it back. Drop it. Let it go. Cut it off. You have to. And I'm going to show you, you have to throw it off and get rid of it because if you don't, it's going to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. We have the ability to give it to Christ and say, let it go. And I'll tell you, it can be done. Because I'm telling you, I, I used to smoke. Worst habit I've ever had in my life. And I picked it up, and I'm going to tell you, let's go back to what it says, blinded. I picked it up because I was sitting there delivering pizzas, walked into a store and said, I think I'll take a pack of those. Never had smoked a day in my life. But then it was more and more and more and more and more. And I'm finding myself, then every day, Going right over here to Highway 92. We used to live right here in Douglasville. So every day I would go to Highway 92 and get... Now, now I, I had a, something in my brain that said... This is a side note. From, this is not the dog, okay? So I had something in my brain that said this is... You know, cigars are better than cigarettes, okay? Something in my brain said that. I mean, this, this is not God at all. But I was getting that and also getting a 32-ounce Mountain Dew every day. Okay? which turned into kidney stones. I lay, and I don't know who I'm trying to talk to tonight because I'm trying to tell you that it can be done. You don't have to be blinded anymore by what Satan has for you. Because what he has for you, you have the power over it. You have given, been given authority. Jesus said, I give you all authority as it is in heaven. It can be done here. What you bind in heaven will be bound in heaven, and what you loose in heaven will be loose in heaven, and what you bind on this earth will be bound, and what you loose on this earth will be loosed. We have the ability to get out of where the Satan has drugged us to. I laid, I was sitting there in so much pain. I cried out and I said, God, if you take this pain from me, I'll never, ever, ever. Touch another cigarette, another cigar, anything in my life. Smoke will never cross my lips. By the time I said amen, it was done. I woke up, she can tell you. I woke up and I walked out and I said, God just took this away from me. And my pain was gone. 
And if you've ever had kidney stones, I pray that you don't. It is horrible. The pain makes you want to throw up. I had no more pain. And she looked at me and she said, I, I, I'd, love to have, like, I'd love to have a Coke. We didn't have any like, Coke in the house or whatever. Said, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll run up to the racetrack and get it right up here. Right up here on Highway 5. I went up there and, and during that prayer I said, Lord, Lord, when I smell it, make me sick. Just as you did with Noah. You put, a, you put a rainbow in the sky. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I went up to racetrack, and wouldn't you know, there's a guy standing. He just walked out of racetrack and lit up and stood right there by the door. I said, here it is. This is my test. I walked in, and I about puked. Still to this day, I have not touched one, and that's been since 2008. I, I, don't, I don't touch stuff anymore. That's... Sorry, 2012. I don't touch that anymore. You can overcome that. Back to back to back to the dog. I don't know who I was talking to for that, but it was there, and the Lord sent it that direction. So this dog, we have been working on it, and and my dad can tell you he was over that weekend, and we had been out, and 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 she's got this toy that we use to run her around and tire her out. That's the only way that you're going to get any peace and quiet in the house with this dog is to tire it out. If you've never had a, a lab, they are 100% go energy. Okay? So we were out there, and, and, and she cannot get off leash, y'all. She cannot get off a leash. If she does, she's going to run. How many of y'all are like that? I mean, as long as God's got their leash and, and Jesus is walking along beside of you, you're good. But as soon as he unclips that sucker, you're right back over here. You're right back over here grabbing something else. And he's like, all right, drop it. But he never loses patience with you. We, we, we talked about it, the 99. He leaves the 99 to go get the one. And he never loses patience with you. Never once. But this dog, we were out playing with her, and we had worn her out. Like, this was twice we had been out with this toy. She was wore out like this dog would roll over if I wanted it to. Off the leash, she was doing great. Walking her around the yard, she was good. And I said, you know what? We're going to walk her around one more time. So Kenley and I, we took her on a little hike through the woods. Well, I start watching her. She gets on a track. She starts heading down towards the creek. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to get her. I said, she's not coming back. I'm calling her name, Oakley, 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 Oakley. Oh, gosh darn it, Oakley, 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 Oakley. Come here, come, come, come. I mean, like, nothing's working. Like, I'm calling every name in the book that I can get her. And I'm, I'm at this point, I'm like, okay, now I've got to go get this dog. She's off way down, okay? So I finally, I go down, and I get her. And I pick her back up, and I bring her back up. And here's what I did stupid. This is when I got stupid. I put her down. How many times has God done that to you? You've run off. You're over here. You're back with those old friends again. You've done, you've done ran that track again. And he's done went and got your tail again. And has carried you back up the hill. And, and you weigh about 35 pounds. And I'm out of shape. Um, 
But I get up there and I put her down. What does she do? No leash. I'm putting trust back in her again. And what does she do this time? She heads to my neighbor's property. Not my property. My neighbor's property. I don't even know this guy. We just moved in in October. I don't know this guy. Thank goodness that he has a lot of property on the back side. Probably didn't even know I was there. But I look up and this dog is headed right for the swamp. It is swamp. It is nasty. It is muddy. It is, I mean, everything that it could be. Like you're, you're sitting there thinking about this. It was. Okay. I'm wearing my good shoes. Thank you, Lord, for washing machines. Wearing my good shoes, wearing my good pants, and then all of a sudden, she goes into stuff that is so thick, I can't get to her. But I got to breathe for a moment. I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this one. I can't do this. If she takes off that way, this is going to be bad. But I can't get to her, so you're going to have to bring her to me. Well, this day, the fervent prayer didn't avail much because this dog had, had done been blinded by something, okay? It's freedom, okay? He was blinded by, she was blinded by freedom. She took off to the nastiest stuff she could take off in. But here's the thing. She didn't see it as nasty. She saw it as freedom. She saw it as fun. This dog is running and having the time of her life up the creek, down the creek, up the creek, down the creek, into the mud, splashing in the mud, laying in the mud, drinking, drinking the water. I'm like, oh, Lord, this is not going to be good. Because I know what happens when it gets in us. Okay, follow me. I know what happens when it gets in us. Finally, I get her to a point where she picks up an old cup. She's sitting there holding it and looking at me. I mean, literally, she is from me to the guitar going, you're not going to catch me. This is a game now. How many times do we play game with God? All the time. We get so close. I'm not sinning, Lord. I'm not sinning, but you're not going to catch me. I'm just far enough away. Uh-uh. Don't come near me. Don't come near me. Because I'm going to run. I'm going to run the opposite direction. That's what happened. I, I literally, and, and it had to have been God. Because I'm sitting here, and as she dropped the cup, I'm like, come here, come here and show me the cup. Like, I'm doing everything I can, being as kind, and in my, in my mind, I'm sitting here going, I'm going to kill this dog when I get it back home. I mean, this is it. I mean, we're, we're taking it back. Like, we've got to find the receipt. We're taking it back, okay? This is not good. So then she takes off again. And it, I mean, this had to be the Lord because I picked up the cup and there was rocks in it. And I bent down and started shaking it. She goes, Ooh. She come towards me and got close enough to a point. She was like, oh, mm-mm. I shook it some more, brought it more and more back. She finally got close enough to me where I was able to slowly slip my hand up under her collar. I didn't get mad. I thought I would be. Because at this point, I'm covered in mud. I mean, these shoes were brown. My pants were brown. I mean, and I know I'm going to have to carry this dog out. She's covered. But something that the Lord showed me in all this, He said, even though it's on her, it's not in her. It's not in her. It can be washed off. 
So listen, whatever Satan is taking you through is not in you. It's not on you. It's just on the top right here. You can be washed off. Okay? It can be washed off. This whole thing of it being in you, it doesn't have to get in you and stay in you. We have many, many instances where things stayed in people. And I don't know if you've read the Bible here lately, but when they stayed in there, it wasn't good. Okay? But I'm here to tell you tonight that those things have to come out. They have to come out because there's authority that's been given to us. So I real quick want to take you over to a real, just a quick story. And it's a guy named Barnabas. I don't know if you've heard of this, but... Oh, wait, no, I was mistaken. Blind Barnabas. That's what they called him. How many people... I mean, think about this. I want you to think about it. Don't blurt it out and don't poke your... Don't poke your significant other either. Or anybody sitting beside you. What would somebody call you? That I'd agree with that. Jarrett, Rachel, second opinion? No, I'm just kidding. Um, What would somebody, if you had a condition, if something that was on you right now, what would they call you? What would they put in front of your name? People, people don't listen. People don't listen. It's okay. It's okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? Because they put something on him, and they labeled him blind Barnabas. He couldn't see, okay? And it says, now they came to Jericho. This is the disciples and Jesus, okay? And he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Think about that. I mean, you got to think this is Jesus. You think one of our celebrities is big? This is Jesus. This dude has been going around and healing folks, turning water into wine, doing all kinds. Like, by this time, they know him. Okay? His name is getting out there, whether they liked him or whether they didn't. But this was a multitude of people. And it said, Blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging Not only is he blind, but he's begging. Why? Because he can't work. He can't do anything because he's blind. So he has chosen a life of sitting beside a roadway. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I've seen many of blind people that are productive. I went to church with a lady. She could play the piano better than you can, and she can't see. I mean, I'm telling you, she could do it all. And I I asked her one day, I said, how do you function at home? She goes, I had to learn. I had to learn to trust. I had to learn to trust in me. I had to learn to trust in God. She began to function differently. And she says, I can use my senses better. All my senses are better because I don't have my sight. She could sit here and I could literally say, start singing a song. She would pick it up and start playing it by ear. She couldn't read. I mean, she didn't have music to read. She couldn't. But she had to learn. So right here it says he, he was a beggar on the side of the road. And it says in 47, and when he heard, everybody say, and when he heard. Okay? And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Do you think he said it in that tone? No. I think he cried out. And I'm not going to do this to you, Larry, because it'll, it'll get you. I think he cried out, Jesus, 
son of David. Have mercy on me. Think about it when you're in a crowd. If you've ever, have you ever lost a child or like been in Walmart and you're like, okay, where'd the kid go? Where'd the kid go? And it's just hiding in, you know, they're hiding in a rack, but you're sitting here calling out their name. You're calling out their name and there's not even a multitude there. It was loud. He had to get above everybody else. But watch what, it, watch what happens. Then many warned him to be quiet. Think about that. They went over and said, shh. They weren't shushing anybody else. Everybody else, I'm sure, was grabbing at Jesus. They were trying to get to Jesus. But they weren't shushing them. They weren't pushing him back. The Word doesn't say that they were. So we can only assume that, they, that this guy was being singled out. Why? Because he used his voice. He called, he called attention to himself. Because that's all he had. He was blind. He could hear. Okay? It says right here, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Come on now. When you hear it's Jesus... You're going to cry out. When Jesus walks in a room, you're going to cry out. When he walks into a multitude, you're going to cry out. When you want something for Jesus, you're going to cry out. Because that's all you have. But let's go back to what I said earlier. That breath. Every time you breathe, you breathe his name. You breathe his name. He hears you. But it says right here, but he cried out all the more. Again, Son of David! It wasn't Jesus anymore. He activated a lineage. He went back and activated a lineage that said, this is your promise. Your promise said, your word said that there would be a, there would be a Savior that would come from the house of David. And he came out of that lineage. He turned around and activated a lineage and brought forth what? Authority. That's because that's all he had. He knew the authority. We have the authority. We have the authority when that time comes up that we're looking back over here to call out Son of David. And Jesus goes, I'm right there. Call upon me, I will hear you. And then all of a sudden, look how it changes. Look at this. He says, then they, called, then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer. It's all of good cheer now. You're okay. Why? Let's back up. It says, so Jesus stood still. When you activate authority, Jesus goes, Who just called me? The woman with the issue of blood. Who just touched me? Who called me? And he commanded him to be called. Come here. Now his disciples are playing good little boys. We're mean over here. Shh, shut up. Don't bother Jesus. Don't bother the man that can Give you your sight. Don't bother him. Shh. And now they're like, oh, be of good cheer. Come here. Come, 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 come. 
Come, the Father's calling you. Jesus is calling you. Rabbi's calling you. But this is what he did. It says, and throwing aside his garment, so you have to understand. He was given this garment, why? Because he was a, let's go back up here, it says he was a beggar. The government put something on his shoulders. But guess what the government is on? The shoulders of Jesus. The government has nothing on what Jesus has. That's his authority. So they put this, they, they put this thing on top of him and they said, you are a beggar and this is how we identify you. And it says throwing aside his garment. He had to get it off. He had to get it off his identity. He was no longer blind Barnabas. He was no longer beggar Barnabas. He's just Barnabas who had been created by the Father who said, I'm going to approach the Father. I'm going to approach Jesus with all authority that has been given to me because I know his name. There is something in a name. Jesus says, can you hear me now? Because he's crying out and he knows that name. And we're sitting here and he throws it aside and I'm going to approach Jesus with everything I had. And this is what Jesus answered and said to him. He said, what do you want me to do for you? I want to ask that same question. What do you want Jesus to do for you tonight? Do you want to walk out these doors with the same thing that you came in here with? Holding on to you, I'm talking about latched on to you like a two-year-old. Or do you want to let it go and let him do something for you? Jesus, here's the thing. Jesus already knew what he wanted. It was obvious. It was obvious. The man's blind. What would you ask him for? If you were blind, I want to see. Hey, when I take these off, I'm blind. I I mean, I, I can't see you. I would ask, heal my sight. That's what he did. He said, the blind man said to him, see, And it's still, Mark is still labeling him. Because Jesus hasn't done anything yet. Rabbani, that I might receive my sight. Well, duh. Duh. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, go your way and your faith has made you well. Listen. Let's go back to, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. He could never see Jesus, never saw Jesus until the moment He was healed. But He heard the Word that Jesus said to him. Go your way and your faith has made you whole. And it says, and immediately, everybody say, and immediately He received His sight and followed Jesus on the road. When we decide... This will be my second point, and I, I, I missed my first one, but that's okay. My second point is, use your voice to activate authority. Okay? Listen, when you begin to open your mouth and speak, you're already activating authority because you're breathing. You cannot breathe without, you, you cannot speak without breathing. You're already activating authority. When you pray, when you worship, when you command, when you cry out, you open doors of deliverance, of healing, of confidence, of assurance. Your life begins to change because now you've activated authority. And those doors would have never been opened otherwise. Last verse, and I'm going to 
close with this. Revelation 3.20. I love this. I absolutely love this. Because I can just see this happening. I can see this happening. Behold. Man, that is a powerful word. This is Jesus speaking, guys. This is, this is Revelation. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Why? Because this is your house. He can't come in unless he's invited. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my, what? Voice. And opens the door. I will come into him. Listen to that. He didn't say he would come into the house. He said, I will come into him. And dine with him. Man, I don't know about you, but my heart could use some some dining with Jesus. Could you imagine that spread of food? Could you imagine the spread of food that He brings? And it says to Him who overcomes, I love this, to Him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on, not, not beside me, on my throne with me on my throne so imagine how big that throne is this this is that one of the uh, of and i see it probably bigger because if he's inviting everybody this is going to to be a big old throne but the only thing i can physically think of is if y'all have ever been to lennox mall and seen the santa that sits there and he has that big huge chair that could like sit four or five people think about your family Think about Jesus coming in and saying, come sit with me in my throne. Ultimately, that's what we want to do. But him, to him that overcomes, how do we overcome? Listening. Listening to the Word of God. Listen to what He has for our heart. Listen to what He has for our life. Change the way that we think. Stop going back to the old things that we have and begin to take a hold of what God has given us, what Jesus has put in front of us. He said that I leave here so that you can do greater things in my name. But if I stay, you can't do this. I have to go. But you're going to do greater things. We stop at the moment where we say, well, my son or my brother or you know, there's just no hope for him. My daughter, there's no hope for her. There's nobody that can do anything. And we stop right there. But Jesus said, all authority I give to you. You're going to do greater things in my name. Why do we stop and, and satisfy ourselves with, uh, Satan has them. Why do we stop and say, well, I'm just going to keep going back to that thing. Oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just always be a smoker. I guess I'll just die of lung cancer. Why do we say that? 
Why don't we just say, I have authority over you. Get out of my life. Leave me alone. I lay it down. I don't want you anymore. Put your foot down and say, I'm done. I'm done with you. Satan, I've had enough of you and your shoe-licking demons. Get out. Out, out, out. They have no authority over you. You have given them authority. They have attached themselves to something and you have given them authority. But the thing is, is you have the power to say, I detach myself from this, from that, from the other, because Jesus said you could. And those things cannot hold on to you when you detach yourself from those things. When you finally, and, and I'm going to say it this way because there's no other way, you have to serve them with an eviction notice. And say, it's it. It's done. I don't want you in me anymore. I don't want you taking over my life anymore. The man from the tombs come running out to Jesus. And what did, he, and, and what did they start squealing? Don't send us out, Jesus. We don't want to go back to our boss because he's going to kill us. Satan torments the, them worse than you think that he does. They don't want to return back to Satan. They chose the pigs. They chose pigs. Why? Because they knew they could destroy a whole nother village. Because they depended on those pigs. Demons will choose pigs before going back to Satan. If that tells you who you are in authority, that's a level that's up here. It says, they hear my voice. They hear the name of Jesus and they tremble. He said, fine. Go. Go. Get in the pigs. And they ran off the cliff. Can you hear him now? Are you hearing him? Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. And like that was translated earlier, he wants all of you. He is standing and knocking and is saying, it's time. It's time for you to come to me. Are you willing to open your heart and let Him in? Are you willing to cast off those things and say, I'm done with them tonight? I'm done with them. I'm done with this controlling my life. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of anxiety every time that I get out here and I go to work because I know I'm surrounded by a bunch of sinners and I'm, I'm anxious about this. I don't want to do this. Are you tired of that? Because that's not of God. Because when... The devil depresses you, and when he gives you anxiety for that, he's, he's taking you down because he doesn't want you to spread the word to anybody else of who you are. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to have anxiety about stuff. He wants you controlled. He wants you bound. But you have the authority to say, enough is enough, Satan. Enough's enough. I'm done. 
So again, I, I hope that you're hearing him tonight, and I hope that you're, you're to a place where you can say, Jesus, I hear you. Lord, I hear you. And I'm ready to let go. So if you'll just, just bow your heads. Pastor Josh, I'll ask you to come up too. Just bow your heads and, and, and just, if you're to a point right now where you're like, you know what, Keith, I've, I've heard what you said. I'm, I'm hearing the voice of God clearly. And he's saying to me that enough's enough. And I have the authority to do something. And I want to get rid of what's holding on to me tonight. That I don't, want to, I, I don't want to leave here the same as what I came in. And I don't want it holding on to me anymore. If that's you, just slip your hand up. and Yep, we see it. You know, there, there's, and if he's standing there at that door and knocking, and I'm telling you, this may be the only time, chance that you get. He may be calling, to, I mean, he may have sent me tonight to say, this is the very last chance that this person gets to accept me. Tell him. He's knocking. He's saying, I want to come in and have a, a meal with this person. I want to give my whole self to them. If you haven't had an opportunity to give your life to Christ, then raise your hand right now and, and we'll pray with you and we'll, we'll lead you right to Christ because there's no better place to be. I'm so glad that we're surrounded by a bunch of believers and Christ followers because listen, I Pastor, is it okay just to invite everybody up? There's, with this word tonight, as, as Pastor Josh said, there's a refreshing coming. There's an overflow that's coming. This house is going to have an overflow. This house is going to begin to see rivers of living water come flowing out of this pulpit like there's never been before. There's going to be words that are going to be spoken out of this house that's going to take this place to another level because God said it's time. The Lord is, time, is drawing near. I read it today in Revelation. He said, I'm coming soon. Tell Him, I'm coming soon. He's getting here. He's getting here. He's coming. He's coming. This house has to be ready. And how do we get ready? We, we get ready by, by beginning to outpour. By giving ourselves the ability to, to accept what God has for us. So tonight, I just want to invite everybody. I mean, I, I don't want anybody sitting in their seat. I want you up here. Because right here is where, where it, it says that the altar is where God begins to pour out. It says, in the last days, I will begin to pour out my spirit upon all people. All people. I don't care what color, race, religion, creed, what you know, party you're affiliated with. I don't care what you're doing, what you've done, what you have been doing. He said, I am going to pour out my spirit 
upon all people. And if tonight that you say that that's, that's what I want, I, 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 don't, I, I, want, my, I want my spirit, I, I want spirit to be poured out on me. Let it start here. Look around you and just, just do a 360 degree turn and go, let revival start in me. Let revival start in me. Lord, I hear you. And Father, we're just thanking you. Father, if we just raise our hands right now, we just give the Lord a praise right now. Lord, just begin to shout out. Just begin to cry out. Just say, did it, Jericho. Father, we just thank you right now. Lord, I cry out to you and I say, holy, holy, holy. You keep on saying to me, you are worthy of it all, Father. You are worthy of it all. Everything is yours. From the beginning to the end, to the first to the last, you are, that, it is yours, Father. Every single soul in this place is yours. Every single person in this place is yours. Father, you have been given a, the ability to move, and Holy Spirit, we ask you to begin to move in this place. A fresh wind, a fresh fire. Fresh wind, fresh fire. Mm. Lift your voices, church. Come on. Come on. Activate it. Activate authority. Activate authority. Walls are not going to fall unless you activate them. You can't just walk around it once and think it's going to fall. You can't walk around it twice. You have to keep walking and keep walking and keep walking. And on the last time, I mean seven times, you know, we, we, we want to sit there and say, oh, here we go. Here it is. Cry out. Say, wall, fall, leave it, leave it, drop it, drop it, let it go. is calling 
Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Because I told her to drop the mic. She prayed so good. I told her it should have went like this. Lord, we come to you today, and we thank you for a wonderful First Wednesday service. Mm -hmm. I thank you for using everybody in here. I thank you for our guest. What is your name? Keith. Keith. Thank you, Keith, for being who you are. Thank you, Josh, for inviting him. I hope that's how that went. But, Lord, we came here to serve you tonight. I ask you that, you that you guide us on our way home. Some of us have further to travel than others. I ask that once we get there, once we get to our home tonight, that we continue to thank you for everything that you've done, all of the provision that you are establishing now. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the storms that we've all been through. It got us all to here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love it. Tiffany. Pray over them tonight. Father God, today we come ask you for your well-being and our safe travels. Yeah. I ask you give us the the guidance and the ability to do whatever we can do, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to watch over us as we travel backwards and forth through the highways and byways, Father God. Yes. I ask you to give us the strength out of nowhere when times get hard, Father. I ask you just to keep us in your in the foot of your arms, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Y'all trust me? Terry, come up here. Pray over them. Dear Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord. Yes. We just thank you so much for the people you've touched, myself and others. Tonight, Lord, we walk out of here with this whole place of parking lots covered, Lord. No evil spirits are welcome back on this property. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We covered every inch, every corner, every opening. We pray, Father, you be with us, give us safe passages home. We thank you for everything you've done tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
got a couple more. And then I'll be done being obedient. Brenda. This Brenda. Come on up here. Do not pray like a lamb. You pray like a lion. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for this night. Father God, we thank you for you coming in and moving upon your people. God, we thank you for your anointed flowing in the place, God. God, we thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus, for who you are in our life, God. God, we thank you right now. We magnify your holy name, Jesus. Father God, we thank you for our pastor, Pastor Dodge, Lord. God, we thank you right now, Lord, that you keep him, Father God. That you move, Father God, continually in his heart, oh God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, to keep your angels camped around about his family, Lord. Oh, Father God, Lord, you look on him and keep him right now, Lord God. God, we thank you for our pastor, Keith, Lord. Bring it on your word tonight, oh Father God. Yeah. Father God, that it moves in our hearts, oh God. Father God, Lord, that it's settled. Father God, in our heart, Lord, that we may not sin against you no more, Lord. That we'll stand firm on your word, Lord, and that we'll keep moving, Father God, like never before. Oh, Father God, I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, that you have your way, Father God, in our life. Oh, God, let your word settle in our heart, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, and we'll be so careful, Lord, to give your name the glory and honor and praise. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Amen. What's the Lord showing us with all of this? Somebody said the A word back there. What did you say? Authority. You feel that in this room? Yes. I love this. I love this. I love this. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Authority. A little bit more freedom in this place tonight, too. Now, you know who's really, really scared? Somebody said the devil. Nail on the head. Dead on. You know why? Here's why. Some of y'all caught a glimpse tonight. Some of you caught a glimpse tonight of who you can be in Christ. Powerful. Powerful. He's been hitting you and hitting you and hitting you to keep you blinded and to keep you deaf so that you wouldn't catch a glimpse of what God intends to do in you and through you. I love the fact that we've got open eyes tonight and open ears tonight and we're hearing the voice of God and the devil better run and he better hide because God is raising up an army in this church that is going to take this area for the kingdom of God. I love it. 
I love it. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Lord. Thank you for bringing a timely word. Thank you for preaching it with boldness. Thank you for listening to God and allowing Him to flow through you tonight. The greater years of your ministry are ahead of you, not behind you. Ahead of you, not behind you. All of the dreams, all of the spoken words, and all of the promises my friend I know you know he has not forgotten but I'm reminding you he has not forgotten because he's the one that spoke it and when he speaks it it is so passing of time and the trials proved to test and proved to strengthen and you have been refined and you have been tested and you have been tried and you have been strengthened and I'm telling you every word that was spoken will come to pass And it will not be in seasons to come. It will be in this season. 